It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. It's our first show of the year, and I am just so thrilled and excited because we are going to start off with a big bang. We have an amazing guest today, and just go get your pen and get your paper and get ready to take a lot of notes because this guest is an international speaker who is a true expert on sales, and um, you're going to want to take lots of notes and um start the year off with the bang. So before we introduce our guest, I'd like to start with the business tip of the day. So I was really thinking about this this morning. And as business owners, as we start to develop our business, one of the really important things we need to do is create a positive team around us. And what I've learned for myself is before I hired my assistant, what I did was I did everything by myself first. And then I wrote down the process that I had to do in order to get the job done the way that I felt it really needed to be done. And then I hired the assistant. So I kind of took those three steps. First, do it yourself. Second, write down the process. And third, hire your employee. This way, you know, have an open mind when you hire that employee because they might have a better suggestion of a way to improve your process. But the real key here is to write that process down. So in case anything happens to the individual responsible for those activities, if they call in sick, if they have, God forbid, a sudden death in the family, whatever the situation is, if you have like a manual with all your processes, It'll be so much easier not to skip a beat in your business. And as small business owners, we can't afford to skip those beats. So, okay, that is my business tip of the day. So with that, I'd like to give a a brief bio of Ron Finkelstein. Ron Finkelstein is an international published author. He's a sales trainer and a speaker who has written six amazing business books. His books have been translated into five languages. The latest books include The Definitive Sales Playbook and Make Difference, From Being Successful to Being Significant. His product is called the Business Growth Experience. And what this does is it helps companies grow sales and increase revenues by putting the business owner back in control of the revenue generation portion of their business. So with that, I'd like to give a warm welcome to Ron Finkelstein to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Ron. 
Hello. States. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great, Ron. I feel special that you have taken an hour out of your day to come on our show today. So I want to thank you so much because I know we're going to get to learn an awful lot about sales from you today. And I can't wait to hear about your whole entire, you know, your new book and your process of how you make people successful or even more successful than they currently are. So with that, Ron, let me just, I usually do this in the beginning segment of my show. I'd like to know a little more background about our guest. Like, what were you as a kid? Did you ever think you were going to be the successful entrepreneur you are today? Yeah. 
tomorrow Reckoning where I'll be Hadn't it been for Grayson I'd have been in Tennessee Tomorrow, reckon where I'll be Down in some lonesome valley Hanging from a white oak tree Hang down your head top till leave Hang down your head and cry Hang down your head top till leave Before you're bound to die I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a part of Paying It Forward and taking a, an hour of your precious time to be on our show today. So, oh, thank you for the privilege. I really appreciate that. Oh, great. So, Ron, what I usually do in the first segment of my show is I love my listeners to learn a little more about um, our guests. Can you tell me a little bit about, like, your childhood going into your teen years? Did you ever imagine that you would be the successful entrepreneur that you are today? I'm laughing because, no, I went to a private high school, and when I was in high school, they wanted me to take typing, and I said, why would I take typing? It's I'm going to be a bricklayer or a masonry or a common laborer. So, no, that was farthest, so far from my mind, it was, it's inconceivable. Oh, that's so funny. I also went to a private um, high school, Ron, and I had Sister Albertson who had taught me how to type. And it was so funny. When the timer went off, I would be the last one trying to get that last word in. (laughs) And I just thought about the typing yesterday. And I said, thank you so much because it has helped me – now with all of the writing that I do and everything and I look at my kids and I'm like I want to teach them at nine and ten years old how to become a really good typist because it actually helps us so much so it's kind of funny that you should bring that up so it is especially go ahead especially since I've written six books and I live on my computer it's just that's that's just funny it's a skill that we carry which is great so, all right, so tell us some more. So when did you decide to become a writer, Ron? Well, you know, it was not something that I ever planned to do. Um, I did a lot of management consulting. I worked for some very large consulting firms, and I was one of the casualties of what was year 2K, if you remember, the conversion from 1999 oh, yeah. to the year 2000. Companies spent billions and billions of dollars because they were afraid of legal. And when that came and went without a burp, and then 9-11 hit, they said, we got to cut back because companies were redirecting their spending on things that had been ignored for so long. And when I lost my job, 9-11 hit, and I remember watching the uh, second plane hit the World Trade Center towers, and I knew my life was different. I didn't know how. I didn't know in what way. I just knew that the job market would shut down, and I knew that a lot of people that had very, very good skills would be competing for the same kind of jobs I was looking for. And to make a very long story short, I was looking to relocate from where I live. 
And I told my daughter, my daughter was in high school at the time. And I said, Emily, you finish school, wherever I end up, you and your mother can join me. And she came back a week later and she goes, she goes, dad, if I, if I go to summer school, I can graduate a year early. And I said, well, if you do that, you're going to give up Latin club. You're going to give up national scholar society. You're going to give up being captain of the, of, of the soccer team. And she, she simply said, yeah, but I don't want to be away from you for two years. And then at that moment is when my life changed. That's when I said, it's time. So I decided my skills were too good to be at the, the victim of the economy or somebody else. We're going to come up on a quick break here, Ron, but I can't wait to hear the rest of your story. So hang in there, everyone, and we'll be right back. Thanks so much. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, right after these on Toginet.com. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, Business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no nonsense style, along with an innate ability to form connections with people, gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. You will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward. With Josephine Jirasi on Toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. And, Ron, I'm so sorry. We broke, um, when we broke for the break, you were in the middle of telling us a very interesting story, how you decided that it was time for a change in your life. Your daughter was in high school, and um, she decided she wanted to stay with you wherever you decided to go. So do you want to take it from there? I can, yeah. What had happened was I had mentioned to her that I, I would go where the jobs were. She could stay where she was. And she came back and she said, if I go to summer school, I can uh, graduate a year early. And I said, well, why would you do that? You'd give up all those great things, captain of the soccer team, National Scholar Society, Latin Club. And she goes, I just don't want to be away from you for two years. And at that point, I made two decisions. One is that my skills are just too good to be a victim of the economy or the, the terrorist. And the other decision I made was I was going to give something back. 
And the reason that's important is because I started a nonprofit I called the Leader Business Leadership Association, where I invited business owners to come in and present their best practices. And that was the beginning of the book writing, because over uh, the five years that I ran that conference, saw thousands of companies, thousands of great business people doing great things. And then I started to document that stuff. And one of one of my friends said, you know, you sound just like Michael Gerber. You ought to write a book. And at that moment, I said, I've got the material. Why not? So that was my first book that I put out. It was called Celebrating Success, 14 Ways to Create a Successful Company. And since then, I've written five more. Oh, my gosh. It sounds great. And I can't wait to actually sit down and read all of your books because I actually just got – I didn't have that much time because I got I got sick, but um, I got to see a little bit of your latest book, and it's just it's amazing. It's hands-on, real stuff that we as business owners can apply to our businesses immediately. So my next question is, how did you come about your latest book? Well, do you remember the conference that I mentioned just a few minutes ago? As I was reading all the nominations, I saw the same behaviors being exhibited by all these companies. And having read a a thousand nominations and hearing literally hundreds of presentations, I started to put two and two together, and I realized they were all doing the same thing. So I spent five years trying to figure out what those behaviors were and teasing them out. And the the thing that was interesting, I did a speech to a group of business owners, and I asked them what success meant to them. And I got a whole bunch of different answers. And I walked out of the room, and I'm saying, if we can't agree on the definition of success, how can we help people be successful? And that was the genesis for one of my books called Nine Principles for Inspired Action, A New and Targeted Perspective. It talks about the nine behaviors. And as I grew into those nine behaviors, the book that we're going to talk about today called Make a Difference from Being Successful to Being Significant was born. So this book is probably about 13 years in in process. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's just amazing. So it's so funny that you should bring up this whole idea of the definition of success because so many times on my radio show, Ron, I always say success to me is not so much in the dollars. For me personally, my success is defined as how many people I have actually changed their lives. I know it sounds so grand and everything, but I know a lot of times I'd be talking to somebody who's just stuck, and I'd have lunch with them, and by the end of the conversation, all of a sudden, they're out there following a dream that they thought they could never do. And, you know, a year later, I run into them, and they're like, oh, my God, Josephine, ever since we had that lunch, I did exactly what I wanted to do, and here I am. I made a complete career change, and I'm thrilled and happy. So that's probably one form of success for me. And then when I look at my gloves, my gloves, my form of success is so difficult, Ron. I am trying to almost do the impossible, bringing a product to the marketplace almost single-handedly, and my form of success with that is, once again, not in the dollars. It's more about me running into my kids' um, friends' mothers who turn to me and say, do you have any extra gloves in the car? They're so amazing, I could really use them. And it's funny that success really is defined so differently, probably with every single business person. Well, that was one of the outcomes of my my, uh, book, Make a Difference. I almost didn't write the book because I couldn't come up with a satisfactory definition of success. And I was packing my daughter off to college. And we used to play word games when she was a little girl. 
And she had a book in her bookcase called The Oxford Dictionary of Word History. And I said, hmm, just out of curiosity, what did the word success mean when it was first introduced into the English language? And I looked it up, and it was really interesting because success had no value judgment associated with it. It just said to achieve. So if I were helping you plant your garden, I was just as successful as if I robbed you on the way to the market. And I said, well, I can't buy that because to me success has to have ethics behind it. So I looked up the word achieve. And the word achieve simply said to take action. And the word achieve was what the, um, the actual definition in the, in the Oxford Dictionary. And I had a personal epiphany. What I realized is success is nothing more than taking action on a concept that I call enlightened self-interest. Think of it as purpose or value. But this is what I stand for. Because I, like you, have a, a purpose of, of changing the life of everybody I meet. My goal is to leave them of something of value in one way, shape, or form. It could be simply a question, a story, a technique, a tool, something that will positively impact their life. And when I realized that that was my goal, then the action that I would take were the books that I've written and everything that – all the, the tools that I've created. So to me, success is simply taking action on your intelligent self-interest, which is ironically the very first principle in the book, Making a Difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I think this is great. great. So, Ron, what is your actual definition of success then? Taking action. Now, it's got to be purposeful action. It's got to be purposeful action because you can take action and not move towards your enlightened self-interest, not move towards your purpose, not move towards your values. So action in itself is meaningless. But purposeful action is where the real value is because as long as you're moving towards your purpose, towards your enlightened self-interest, then you will be successful. Success isn't a million dollars in the bank. It's not the new car. It's not the... Uh, whatever it is, those are outcomes of being successful. True success is taking action. The outcome is the money, the satisfaction, the new home, or whatever it is that you're looking for. Okay. Now I understand the title of your book. But um, So what is the difference between success and significance then? Well, let's back into a little bit because there's a, I've worked with a lot of successful business owners and they've made a lot of money. And when they start moving, once they reach a certain point in their life, they start asking the bigger questions. How do I leave a legacy? What is my purpose for being here? And that's the transition from success to significance because what they want to know is they've already been successful. What they want to know is now how do I leave a lasting legacy or change the lives just like you and I were talking about. On the flip side, there's a number of very, very significant products and services on the market that really will profoundly change people's lives, but they don't have a clue how to be successful in marketing it and getting it out to people and how to packaging it, how to package it so people can understand it. So it's the flip side of the same coin. If you're already successful and you've made money, for example, if that's your definition of success and you're moving into the next phase of your life and being significant then there's certain things that you might want to do. If you already feel that you have a significant product that can change people's lives, but you don't have the business skills or the marketing skills, then we have to back in to success. Back in to success. Well, I think that's probably me, Ron. I think you're describing me to a T. (laughs) And I think, you know, I'm juggling so many balls. And the radio show, being a host to, to the radio show, that kind of happened by accident. 
but it's almost that support. It's a, well, I'm a Gemini, so I've got that split personality going on. And I think the radio show signifies the significance of me wanting to change lives, whereas the success has to do with my Glovies product. And like you said, I've got to learn how to back into that success because somehow, some way, I got into um, this whole business of bringing Glovies to the marketplace by, you know, with ignorance. <laughs> I didn't know what the heck I was doing wrong. And now it's it's a learning process, and it's starting to become a success. And anyway, that's why your book is so important to entrepreneurs like me. Well, and, and it's not unusual. In today's economy, there's so many people that are refugees from the corporate world. They're too old to get jobs because it's really a, a young young person's market out there, or the employers think the older people are not employable. And they've never had to run their own business. They don't understand anything about sales. They don't understand anything about marketing. And they flounder. They don't know who to trust. They don't know where to go. And there was an interesting study done a few years ago by a company called Watson Wyatt. And it said that a survey of Fortune 500 companies said 76% of the people who work for a firm believe their firm is involved in something illegal, immoral, and unethical. And that same study suggests that only 34% of Americans can be trusted. Now, I refuse to think like that, and my interpretation of that is that things are happening so fast, change is happening at such a rapid pace that people just don't know who to trust. And as a result, because information changes so fast, they don't know who to trust, what's real, what's not real, and that introduces an an element of fear. And as an entrepreneur, that's a great thing to capitalize on, but it's also the personal fear that you have to get over in sales for, for example, of being rejected. If you're not really clear on your enlightened self-interest in terms of how passionate you are about it, then that comes through. You can make up for a multiple, multiple sins in sales if you're really passionate, but nothing is going to make up for passion, for lack of passion. All right, so that makes me feel really good because if there's one thing I have is passion, Ron. <laughs> but there, there's so many. Um, the passion is number one, as you said, and there's a lot of other processes that we have to go through to be a successful salesperson, and I kind of can't wait to touch upon that just a little if we can. So, oh, Absolutely. So tell us about that, Ron. We're, I hate to throw a big question like this out to you when, well, you know, we're going to have to hold off because we're going to come up on a break really shortly. But um, it's so funny, Ron, just a real quick question. Do you feel that sales is really the number one important thing a business owner has to do? I believe business? that sales – Having it, it's it's amazing because when you have revenue, it cures a multitude of problems. When you don't have rev, revenue, the smallest problem gets magnified way out of proportion. And every business owner's primary purpose is to learn how to sell, figure out the process, so they can teach others how to do it. Oh, great! Oh, I love that so much. So, okay, we're getting we're coming up on a really quick break, but everyone, we're halfway through our show, and we have a lot to learn from Ron Finkelstein. So. Stay with us, and we'll be back shortly. Thanks, everyone.
We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the Wow Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. Join host Kalen Amadio for Act Local, marketing for small business. Kalen helps concerned, confused, and even clueless small business entrepreneurs market simply, safely, and successfully. Join Kalen for some Monday morning marketing madness that will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing for your local business, this marketing black belt will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kalen will feature a new tip that you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. Act Local Marketing for Small Business airs every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. We have Ron Finkelstein with us. So, Ron, right before break, we were talking about the importance of sales, and I know you wanted to say a little more about that. Yeah, one of the things that's really interesting is most nobody that I've okay, let me rephrase that. There's only two people that I've met in my life whose goal was to be in sales. They love sales. Most people end up in sales because it's a means to an end. I have to learn how to sell if I'm going to sell my gloves, if I'm going to sell my products, if I'm going to sell my books, if I'm going to sell my product and services. And they don't understand that sales is probably the highest and noblest profession that you can ever engage in. One, is when you get really good at it, it's very high paying. Two, where else can you have such a positive impact on people's lives in such a powerful way? And three, many of the skills that you learn to become good in sales allows you to become a better person, a better mother, a better father, a better friend, and a better business associate. 
So most people have to reframe sales as from something that's sleazy, that goes back many years of people putting their foot in the door when they were selling door-to-door in the hard sell into something that's a noble and honorable profession. And what I tell all business owners that struggle with that is that if you're married, you had to sell your husband or your wife on, on getting involved with you. That is sales. If you're having your, you want your kids to do something, that is sales. Now, we rephrase it a little bit or reframe it around persuasion and influence because that's what sales really is, is it's phenomenal persuasion and influencing skills. But that's what sales is. It's doing what the other – it's selling the way the other person wants to buy, not the way that you want to buy. Oh, wow. That's great. And the one thing I learned about sales, Ron, is a lot of times it's almost more listening than talking. Yes, my first sales coach, uh, totally. My first sales coach told me in in uh, in any sales call, if you're talking 17 minutes out of that 60 minutes, you're talking too much. Oh well, that's a that's a good uh, thing to keep in mind. So, yeah, it's all about knowing what they want. Um, okay. So, Ron, we have a lot going on over here today. I have my assistant in, and we're out of a mouse, if you can believe it, and I just walked away from my next question. How's that, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> this is a crazy call. We're always pretty organized without glitches, and today we have a handful of glitches, but that's okay. So here we go with our next call. What is our next question? What is enlightened self-interest? As we had talked about earlier, enlightened self-interest is to understand what's in my best interest with the intent to choose and take action. When you get enlightened self-interest is an interesting concept because it's something that continues to grow and change and morph. So initially, when people come to me, their their initial enlightened self-interest typically is to grow more sales or stop the pain or fix an employee problem or whatever it is. And once we knock down those issues, the the enlightened self-interest it typically changes. It's get it gets bigger until it gets to the point where, for example, you and I are, where our purpose is to positively impact the lives of others. And for me, it's around sales and marketing, so that everything that I do is designed to have an impact in the sales and marketing world. My books, that licensing out my program, my sales training, my sales coaching, it's all designed to impact people not only in sales but in their personal lives because it's about relationship strategies, uh, influence, and persuasion. That that's what drives everything. One of the the questions you have to ask yourself: If you're not clear on what you want to accomplish, how can you get there? If you can't define what you want to accomplish, you can't get there. And what happens is when you get clear on your enlightened self-interest, it's very easy to determine what's important because you just simply ask yourself, am I going where I'm supposed to go? And if I'm not, why not? Yeah. So what are your thoughts on visualization? I mean, I try to Uh, visualize and work backwards. Uh, I visualize every day. Part of, I'm trained in uh, what's called neurolinguistic programming. I'm trained in um, uh, psychocybernetics and civil mind development. I'm a big believer in personal development. And visualization is a big component of all of those disciplines. If you can't see it, if you can't see the end result, you can't create it. And people say, well, I don't know what it feels like, for example, to uh, feel wealthy. Well, what what a lot of people don't understand is the human body is only a, um, only has a certain range of emotions and it's excuse me a certain range of feelings and it's our judgment of those feelings that determine the emotion. 
So what you can do is you can pick up a good feeling in your life and link it to link that feeling, for example, to being wealthy or link that feeling to being a good sales rep or link that feeling to whatever it is you're trying to achieve. So you can associate that good feeling as the results being achieved through visualization. So I'm a big believer and I do it every day. Well, I think it's great. I think it goes into exactly what you were saying, visualize it, feel it, and then work backwards and say, what do I have to do to actually make that happen? And it really works. Ron, it really, really works. I can remember years ago when I was working on Wall Street, I was working in the back end. I was learning all about the stock market and everything. And I don't know, one day I said to myself, I want to work for this particular brokerage firm, huge, huge brokerage firm in Manhattan, downtown Manhattan. And I used to visualize what my office looked like because I used to work in a cubicle and I hated it because I could never think. I need to have everything quiet in order for me to write and do my job. And I used to say, this is only temporary, but I am going to end up in an office. It's going to look like this. Honest to God. Ron, a couple of weeks later, it did not take me long. I ended up in that exact office. I don't I'm not know. surprised. It, you know, it just, it really, really does work. So when I, when I started public, yeah. well, when I started public speaking, I actually did that process you did. So on my first speech, I must have visualized it six times. The first time was, do I know the material? The second time was my hand gestures. The third time was vocal variety. The fourth time was seeing the response in the room. The fifth time was tying it all together. And the sixth time was seeing how the speech ended with a standing ovation. And I gave the speech a few weeks later, and it went exactly as I planned with a standing ovation at the end. I got goosebumps. I wish I was there, Ron. You're going to have to get that on YouTube or it's too late. Was it recorded? Oh, no. This was one of the first speeches I ever gave about 10 years ago. Oh, I would have loved to. Didn't record it. All right. That's okay. You have that memory and that vision. So I do. Let's go on to your fifth question that you have here. What role does the ownership principle play in success? Well, do you remember when I had talked about I lost my job and I decided that my skills were way too good? What happens is I realized at that moment that in some way, shape, or form, and I can't begin to explain it, that I created that situation. It was a learning experience that I needed to have. And when I I realized I created it, the terror that I felt, the fear that I felt, because it was absolutely incredible. And it took – because I created the situation, how could I do that? And then when I, it took me a few months, but once I worked through that feeling, what happened is that feeling of fear turned into a feeling of empowerment because what I realized, if I created that situation, I can change it. And as success is something that you have to actively participate in. You need to get clear on what you want to accomplish. You have to do things that you've never done before because if you've never been wealthy, then you've got to do things differently. If you've never been a good public speaker, you've got to do things differently to get better. So success is nothing more than doing things that you have never done before. And if you don't own that situation, if you don't own that fear that comes with doing things differently, if you can't reframe it into a positive excitement kind of thing, it's going to hold you back. And the ownership principle is very simply this. If you don't own your situation as it exists today 100%, then it's very difficult to change. I love it. Oh, my gosh, I'm learning so much. This is great. Okay, let's go to the next question then. How would one start implementing these principles in their life? 
Well, that's that's a great question, and it's one of my favorites because there's nine principles in the book make a difference moving from success to significance. The first one we talked about was enlightened self-interest. You've got to get clear on what you want to accomplish. Start with an end in mind. And then visualize that end. And then what happens is you've got to own your situation as it exists because if you're not happy with it, then you can change it once you own it. But if you're, the, if you're not successful, it's not the economy. It's not the people you associate with. More than likely, it's not your product and service. More than likely, it's you. It's what's between your ears. Maybe you need to develop sales skills, marketing skills, repackage your product, create the right relationships. But you have to own it. The big one, and this is really big, is you've got to measure things. So if you're doing things and you're not measuring the results, then you don't know what works or what doesn't work. And the concept behind measuring your results is once you figure out what works, then what you do is you create a process, what I'd like to think of as a discipline. Once you figure out what works, do it over and over and over and over and over again. Don't change it, right? Because once you've solved it and you implemented a measurable, repeatable, predictable process, then you can teach somebody else how to do it and move on to the next problem. And that's one of the primary differentiators between a small company and a large company. Large companies have processes in place to follow certain things. So very few, they try to keep exceptions to a minimum. The entrepreneur, everything's an exception. So consequently, they're very reactive instead of being proactive. The fourth principle is people, and this is your success and my success is 100% dependent on how well you coach, counsel, motivate, and influence others to purposeful action. And that purposeful action primarily is your enlightened self-interest. How are others going to help you achieve the goal that you want to achieve, and how are you going to help them achieve what they want to achieve? And then we go through the next principle, which is persistence, and this is huge. If you, most people don't, don't understand the value of persistence because when you do something and you change what you do, typically your effectiveness decreases. And once you move through that decrease and you master that new skill, productivity tends to just skyrocket. And then it stabilizes for a while until you introduce something new and then that process repeats itself. Persistence is nothing more than the continuation of an effect after a cause is removed. And stated simply, that means you made a decision to do something. Decisions don't change. Plans do. If what you're doing isn't working, then try something different. I think and that's then focus. Great. Yeah, and then focus is just two questions. Is what I'm doing taking – this is your internal accountability test on everything that you do. Is what I'm doing taking me closer to my goal? If it's not, why am I doing it? Perfect. Okay, with that, we're going to come back. And Ron is going to share his best five business tips with us. So hang in there, everyone, and we'll see you shortly. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. 
For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Ron Finkelstein on the phone with us. So, Ron, this is a time in my show that I always kind of let my guests take the stage and, you know, Tell my listeners, where can we find all this fabulous information about you? Well, all of the books, all six of them, including Make a Difference books, are available on Amazon.com. The only uh, caveat that I would suggest the the listeners be aware of is that some of them are listed under Ron Finkelstein and some are Ronald Finkelstein, and I can't get Amazon to put them all under Finkelstein. So you might have to do uh, a search, one under Ronald and then one under Ron, to find all of the books. Okay, that sounds that sounds great. So they can just get them right on Amazon. And um, so, Ron, I am sure you get lots of testimonials. Do you have a favorite testimonial that you had gotten from somebody that actually read your book and applied all of the stuff they learned from your book? Yeah, actually, I got two emails. Thank you for asking. I got two emails over the last two weeks from specifically about this book, Make a Difference. And one, actually, it was a very short and sweet one. He goes, I like this book about personal development better than anything I've ever read from Jack Canfield. And I thought that was quite a compliment to be put in the same league as Jack. And then the other one I got was uh, my co-author, Mike LaRocca. I don't want to leave him out because he was instrumental in making this happen. He received an email from somebody that he knew that read the book, and they said, this is the book that we use to keep ourselves focused on the promotion we want in business every day. We talk about it, we implement it, and we actually use the principles in this book. So it's really designed to help people get results. Well, this is great, and I want to thank you personally for sending me the book because a lot of times on my show, you know, sometimes I'll pull the business tip of the week from books that I have on my bookshelf, or if I have, you know, a few minutes left in my show, a lot of times I'll just open up a book and take some great information out of a book randomly, and I have a gut feeling my hand is always going to be on your book, so I want to thank you for Uh that, Ron. 
You're welcome. I hope so. I hope it, it provides as much value as it has for uh, to me and, and the clients that I teach these principles to. Great. What I love so much about the book is I hear your passion, Ron, and I hear how you really want everybody to succeed. And it just makes me excited. And like you said on break, it's one of those types of books that you can just read in an hour. It's And time is one thing we can never get back as business owners, and it's one thing we never have enough of. And I love the fact that in one hour you can go through the entire thing, take out your highlighter, go back, revisit it. It's great. So I strongly encourage my listeners to go out, go to Amazon, and get all of Ron, Ron's books. All right. So with that, we're going to talk about your five business tips. So the first business tip you sent to me is be passionate about what you do. If you don't believe, how how can you expect others to do so? And we talked about that on the show, but maybe you want to add something to that. I do. When I first left management consulting, I was trying to sell the consulting that I did for large companies, and I realized I didn't have a passion for it, and that came through. And if you don't believe in your product and service, how can you expect somebody you're trying to sell to to buy from you if you can't convey that conviction? And I'm not talking about jumping up and down and being overly enthusiastic and walking over them. I'm talking about that conviction that what you do can help because that is powerful motivation for getting out of the bed in the morning. It's powerful motivation for getting through the tough times, and it's powerful motivation for understanding who your ideal partners are. I think that's great. And I'll just throw something in there about my gluffies and my passion for that. It's so funny, Ron, because I actually reinvented my gluffies. It's almost like I started a brand-new business only six months ago because I came out with a bigger and better version of my product. But it's funny. When I think about my product, it's not so much in dollar cents again. Of course, my husband would love for me to bring in tons and tons of money, but I think of myself on Amazon now, and when I get a review, like we were talking about before, about your amazing testimonials, that to me means more than anything, and my passion really, really comes out because I'm like, wow, somebody else is out there understanding that it's not so much the product, it's what the product provides. The moms out there, gloveys, if you use them on your little toddlers, it gives you more time. And like I just mentioned, we just never have enough time. So if they're wearing gloveys, the mom doesn't have to spend 15 minutes trying to get paint out from underneath the nails of these toddlers. They throw, put gloveys on, paint with them, and then they get to throw them away right away. So mm -hmm. it's, it's actually fun that we have the passion for our, pro our products, but it's even more fun when our customers have the same passion. So. Oh, it is. And testimonials are very important because the, the value of testimonials is other people are saying, well, if you did it for them, can you do it for me? If it worked for them, will it work for me? And I actually had one person hire me because he saw my 40 recommendations on LinkedIn. And he goes, if you did it for them, you can do it for me. Oh, that's great. So you're bringing up LinkedIn. What is your LinkedIn name? Uh, R. Finkelstein. And I would invite our listeners to... Uh, to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, it's R. Finkelstein, F-I-N-K-L-E-S-T-E-I-N. Perfect. Okay, good. Because I, as soon as you mentioned that, I know there's a ton of information there. Okay. So tip number two, and this is so, so great and important. Measure everything of importance in your business. Once you figure out what works, create a process and follow it. 
I believe in this so much. So tell us a little more about that. Well, I was working with a rather large company that was selling insurance. And part of the things was to get the people clear on what was important to him. And one gentleman I was working with, exercise and his religion were very important to him, and he had gotten away from them. Once we got back to exercising every day and doing prayer every day, all of a sudden his attitude changed, his demeanor changed, the team working for him changed and became more productive. And what he realized is that um, he could live his religion through his work. And I'm not talking about being evangelical or converting people, but just being a living example of what he believed in. So he made it a point then to do prayer and exercise every day, and it had such a profound impact on his life. On the other extreme, you could look and say, okay, here's how sales works. Here's how it needs to be done. Document it so that you can teach somebody else how to do it when it's time to grow. So measuring and knowing what works is essential to a growing business. Okay, I think that's great. Okay, tip number three is be persistent. Fail forward. Oh, I can't wait to hear more about that. Success comes one step at a time. Yeah, if you look at Bill Gates, for example, Bill Gates didn't think like a billionaire. He failed into it. He made a mistake. He failed. He figured out what worked and what didn't work, and he failed his way forward to being a billionaire because he was willing to take action and take risks. Warren Buffett, for example, developed his strategy for investing because his first investor was his mother, and he lost her money. And it hurt him so deeply that he made a commitment that he would never lose anybody's money. That's why he became a value investor. And he was once asked, what would happen if he lost everything? He goes, it wouldn't be a big deal for me because I know enough people that I think they would loan me some money. But he goes, if I lost everything of my clients, he goes, that would just be extra. I couldn't handle that. So he was persistent. He figured out, he figured out his value as he failed forward. So success is a series of action. It's a figuring out what works, what doesn't work, and failing forward. It's a key component of the nine principles. Well, this is great. And I love Warren Buffett, and we get to learn so much from him. And it's funny because, Ron, my kids are still pretty young, and I'll sit down on a Saturday afternoon and we'll listen to, you know, I'll go on YouTube and I'll listen to Warren Buffett and my kids are sitting right there with me, and I'm like, look, look, this is a person who is one of the wealthiest people in the entire world, and he's here telling us that he's still living in the same house 40 years mm-hmm. later. And it's just a lesson to be learned that, I don't know, I just respect him so much as a business person, and I love the fact that it's not all about stuff with him. Okay, yeah, he failed forward. Yes. So, okay, we have three minutes left and two more business tips to go through. So business tip number four is grow personally and professionally. The only thing that holds you back is between your ears. Yeah, because that really builds on the previous principle of fail forward. My experience been with the hundreds and hundreds of business owners that I've worked with, the, the only thing that really holds them back is, what betw- is what's between their ears. They either don't know how to do it, they don't know who to trust, they don't know where to go, or they have specific belief systems that make it um, impossible for them to do what they need to do. Successful, there was a study done, successful sales reps spend 2% of, excuse me, unsuccessful sales reps spend 2%, 2% of their time in personal development. Successful sales reps spend 10% of their time in personal development. The only thing that holds us back is us. It's all between our ears. I love that. So can you give us um, 
some examples of personal development, Ron? Exactly what are we talking about there? Well, let me give you an example. I was talking to a guy at a conference, and he was sharing some things that worked, and I kept saying, this was many years ago, well, I don't know how to do that, and I don't know how to do that. And then he finally said, he goes, Ron, every time I bring something up, you say, I don't know how to do that. And he goes, don't you realize that you don't have to do it all yourself? There's Odesk and Elance and there's business partners and there's strategic relationships. And all of a sudden I had an aha moment. I don't have to do it myself. And I started to create the relationships that will allow me to delegate and people I could trust to do, for example, website work or editing my books or whatever, whatever it is. And that's a really good example of I thought I had to do it all myself. Oh, I don't. Okay. Neither does any small business owner. With one minute left, we're going to quickly go to our fifth business tip, and I agree with you so much on this. Surround yourself with people who will tell you what they think, not what you want to hear. Yeah, growth sometimes can be painful. You've got to be able to surround yourself with people that care enough about you to be honest, because if they don't, you can't grow, and it's going to be hard to achieve the results that you want to achieve. Oh, that's great. Well, all right, Ron, can you just quickly tell my listeners um, what your website is so that they can go and find out more about you? Yeah, it's businessgrowthexperience.com. And it's, it's, it, you'll learn a little bit about You'll see testimonials, my methodology, my process. We, fo- we focus on helping, helping individuals grow sales and increase revenues. Oh, that's perfect. Well, Ron Finkelstein, I have to thank you so much again for being a guest on Paying It Forward. And I really do hope that you'll come back really soon to be a guest uh, again because the information you provided us today is just incredible and we'll be able to apply it to our businesses immediately. So thank I you would for be delighted. Thanks, Ron. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye-bye. Great. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you again next week on Paying It Forward. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing 